The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Give us a call if you want to take us up on one of those free retirement views. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. We'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can go to our website and email us, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So I don't, does, does Dave Ramsey play on this station? Do you know? Uh, I don't know that this is going to go over well with the Dave Ramsey crowd, but he used to, right? Yeah. I know he's a pop, I know he's a popular radio show personality. And so what I want to say is that uh, he, he's been giving out advice and he's been giving out this advice for a long time, but he started taking on our industry, uh, and our withdrawal, what we think of as a safe withdrawal rule uh, or a rate from your retirement accounts. But he, he, I, dropped, I, a, he dropped a grenade in the financial. Plan I do want to say like he does the advice he gives mostly, most of the advice he gives on debt is good. And so like all that stuff, go for it. Be one of those debt crusaders or whatever he calls them. Um, he's probably more aggressive about paying debt than he should have been, especially when the rates were sub 3%, but whatever. Having no debt, you can never get it. You're not going to get in a lot of trouble having no debt. But what he did say, uh, and, he, and this, most people in our business don't know that he's been saying this for a long time, uh, but somehow it came up last week because he started taking on a bunch of uh, well-known uh, other radio personalities in our field. And he said that you can take... Uh, a perfectly comfortable 8% withdrawal rate from your retirement accounts and not run out of money. And so you say, well, what does he, can he do math? Like the math I learned in first grade would tell me I can't do that. But Dave Ramsey must be on an alternative planet because his, his reasoning for saying that is because if you own, he says, if you own a good mutual fund, it's going to earn you 12% a year. And so that leaves you 4% that you're going to leave to your kids, right? The math's simple. But Dave, you neglected – well, first of all, the 12% is a pipe dream. Like what mutual fund has done 12%? You know, there isn't one over a long period of Fidelity time. Fidelity Magellan for – Not 12%. <laughs> Close. So, well, when Peter Lynch was running, it did yeah. 13%, but that was Just a 13-year period. Not since 1999. Yeah, so – so finding a mutual fund that over your retirement is going to do 12%, good luck with that. It's not going to exist. So, Dave, you tell me – I know you're not earning 12% on your money, So, but you feel like it's okay to tell your listening audience, which is massive, that that's a realistic thing to think about. Uh, so, so take that out of the equation. The thing, even if even if you could that, that you could get find a mutual fund or an investment that was going to pay you 12% for your whole retirement, um, he he's forgetting about bear markets. I. Dave, well, do you were... know that you know that there that there's no fund that's going to give you a linear twelve percent return. Like returns in the stock market aren't twelve percent this year, twelve percent next year. We have these things called bear markets that are pretty regular that happen, and your eight percent when we go into a bear market like the global financial crisis becomes fifteen, sixteen percent overnight. And when you start hitting in the retirement account at fifteen percent, even if the twelve percent comes back, guess what? The math doesn't work because you're taking such ginormous withdrawals. Well, if you took a if you took a hundred percent stock risk and owned the Vanguard Total Market Index from two thousand to two thousand eighteen, and you took a five percent withdrawal rate off of it, you ran out of money. And that's a five percent withdrawal. And you got to see, you know, a fifty-seven percent drawdown in two thousand eight. Almost no one can withstand that kind of a drawdown in, in retirement, especially. And so, you know, the, it's just an unrealistic expectation. And so we just wanted to draw some attention. And so the realistic, you know, the, the Bill Bangin, who came up with the withdrawal rule that a lot of people follow now, four point four percent. And it's because, yes, if this, if your account's going to do. 8% over your lifetime, great, but you always have to account for these bear markets that are pretty regular. And the, your response and the psychological component to it is the bigger aspect of this, I think, in that almost no one can sustain that kind of 
drawdown and not react to it. Right. Especially when you're taking money, right? That's yeah. when it becomes real painful because let's say you have, you know, in, in Dave Ramsey's scenario, if you have a million bucks and you're taking 80,000 and all of a sudden your million bucks is 500,000 and you're still taking 80,000. And there's so that much, math is really, it doesn't work. There's all this stuff in here, sequence of return risk. Uh, you know, if you imagine you retired last year, S&P 500 is down 18% in 2022 and you start your 8% distribution rate. Uh, these guys are like, it, it, this is like, these are the dangerous people to me in our world that, you know, the SEC has no power over because he's not licensed, all that stuff. It's just, it's just crazy. Okay. Mr. Finelli, let's talk about the difference between owning individual bonds, uh, versus owning a bond mutual fund or bond ETF, what the big differences are and why it's so important to everybody listening. Well, we've been talking about this quite a bit over the last couple of months just because we're both convinced that the only way that you can actually take time risk duration now in fixed income you know in your risk reducing side of your portfolio is owning individual bonds you can own individual bonds uh if you you know if you're most well, of your fixed real income, quick the reason these people talking heads on cnbc take duration say take some duration risk they're, they're not you, – you, you listening to us right now are assuming they're saying taking it in a mutual fund. They're saying taking it by owning an individual bond. Yeah, and so it, there's too much price sensitivity in these instruments that own, uh, own duration if, to be effective within the broader context of your Too portfolio. much price sensitivity in a mutual fund or an ETF. And it, you know, it's been really positive, of course, if you took duration when yields you – know, a week and a half ago, if you took duration, uh, you got a great price return. But I think that makes the argument for us is that there's way too much price fluctuation for the average retail investor to actually take duration. The only way that you can own fixed income is if in a fund is if it's really short – uh, and that's you know worked for the past three years, and that's all we own. But if you're going to take time risk, you have to own the individual bond. Yeah. So, and the reason, if you think about owning an individual bond, like you don't care what happens to the price of that bond as long as you hold it to maturity because you're going to get your original investment back. So let's say you buy a seven-year bond or a five-year bond that's going to pay you, let's say four and a half or, or five or five and a half percent. The price of that bond, depending on what happens with interest, if interest rates keep going up, the price of that bond could fall. But again, you don't care because as long as you hold to duration, whatever that duration is, you're going to get your money back. Plus, you're going to get the coupons uh, that the bond pays along the way. It, it, now, the prob the difference is if you own those same duration bonds in a mutual fund, when the price – if interest rates keep going up and the price of those bonds fall, the mutual fund has to reflect those prices falling, and so you're seeing a decline in your bond fund. And remember, there's no maturity of your bond fund, so you're just seeing that wild price fluctuation that you would still be seeing in the individual bond, but you don't care because you're going to hold it to duration. And so that's the big – anybody that's out there that wants to take some duration risk to lock in some of these higher rates, you might think rates might be going down. And so you say, you know, I'd like to lock in seven, 5% for seven years because I think that for me that, that makes sense. You need to be doing it in an individual bond with high credit quality because – if you do it in a fund or an ETF, I mean, you're seeing that just the continued that we're now in month 40 of a bear market in the bond fund, the longest in the history of the United States, going back to the inception of the United States. We've never had a bear market just, this long. In we bonds. just think there's way too much uncertainty with respect to the direction of interest rates to, to actually take that duration risk. Well, and, and the reality of, of taking duration risk in a mutual fund or an ETF the yield isn't as good as it is in the short end of the curve. So like, you, you know, you're not, it, it, there's no, the risk reward story doesn't make sense for taking duration risk when you can stay short. Now it does make sense if you believe interest rates are going to go down, which they could, they absolutely could. And so in order to sort of lock in that higher yield, you have to buy an individual. But I would say that on the margin, if you believe that, why wouldn't you just own stocks with that a part of the allocation because then you'd be timing the market and that's not <laughs> that's not well the, i mean that, remember you have to have some of your money in bonds so of, you can take course, those distributions if you're getting a price oh return, i didn't know you became a trader all of a sudden <laughs> no but i'm saying like if you're getting a price return from that side of your portfolio that's not what you want to see you know that right but if no if you think rates are going to go down and you want to lock in five percent you would take duration in an individual bond, Correct. regardless of the trade or owning stocks. You say, I want to I lock in a 5% yield, I have to buy the individual bond. 
All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about why it's so darn important to automate your savings and your investments. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want i'll have an old-fashioned i'll have a margarita now you can with the bartesian home cocktail maker bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button choose from over 50 different cocktails from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today you'll always get freshly mixed perfectly balanced cocktails with the bartesian cocktail maker and now get bartesian's best black friday deal ever at bartesian.com radio entertaining the bartesian is ideal for parties no need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds the bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail now get bartesian's best black friday deal ever it's available right now only at bartesian.com radio that's b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n dot com radio for bartesian's best deal ever only at bartesian.com radio Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you would like to uh, take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, review your portfolio, your state plan, your asset allocation, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so if you want to get on that list, go to our. Uh, you can give us a call if you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets. The number here eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight eight, or go to our website 
northwestquadrantwealth.com and email us or our contact info is on there as well. So in 2023, uh, they raised um, a lot of the you know contribution limits to retirement plans, g- gift tax exemptions. And guess what? Uh, in 2024, they're going to do that as well. I'm not going to go through all the retirement uh, contribution limits that are going to increase, but you can go on the IRS website or just Google contribution limits 2024 and you'll get a list, a long list of all the things that are going up. But uh, currently, um, you can give uh, any number of people up to $17,000 each in a single year without uh, taxation. It, av- it avoids the gift tax. In 2024, that number is going to go up to 18000 For married couples, you're going to be able to give $36,000 uh, uh, per each beneficiary tax-free beginning next year. The IRS announced that the lifetime gift, gift, lifetime estate and gift tax exemption will increase to 13.61 million next year. So what that means is I have a, a federal estate tax exemption of 13.61, and so does my wife. So if that you know 27 million plus that that covers most Americans. Uh, doesn't cover Josh, but you know he's barely over it. Um, he, he must not be listening. <laughs> um, so if the gift exceeds. Oh, I'm, I don't have any good jokes. I'm dad joke central. If the, the gift exceeds the annual limit um, next year, it's 18000 that does not automatically, automatically prompt a gift tax. The difference is simply taken from the person's lifetime exemption uh, and no taxes are owed. So um, the, a lot of things are increasing next year. Uh, and that's another one, the gift tax. And so this is, I bring it up because this is the time of year. If you are so inclined that you are gifting to kids or grandkids, uh, this is the time of year to do it, and next year it's going to increase. I always say this to our uh, clients that are very well off, um, that you know don't spend any of their money and they're going to die with with a ton of money. I say to them, you know, are your kids and grandkids going to is going to be more impactful for them now to get that money, or when you die in let's say twenty or twenty five years? And the answer is it's always going to be more impactful for them now. So if you have, if you're in this boat where you're never going to spend the amount of money you have, you really and, and your intention is to give it to your family, um, you should really think about gifting to them because, like I said, if so, if you're thinking about a 30 year old or a 25 year old that could get 17,000, or if it's a husband and wife, 35,000. Um, you know, is it going to be more impactful to them at 30 or maybe at 55 when you die? It's going to be impactful whenever, but it can maybe a down payment on a house or pay off student loans. Or So if you are one of those people uh, that has more money than you're ever going to spend and your intention is to give it to family, you should be considering uh, gifting to you, to those people because it can be much more impactful when they're younger in their life. Um, this comes from uh, American Funds, believe it or not, an actively managed mutual funds company, but they have uh, ETFs now. Um, so uh, o- over the last 10 years, 45% of mutual funds paid capital gains distributions in any given year. Uh, only 4% of ETFs paid capital gains in that same period. And all of those four, all of those in that 4% were actively managed. So I just looked on the Vanguard website. None of their ETFs uh, are paying a capital gain in 2023. So uh, the reason that we use uh, ETFs uh, is, is there's a lot of reasons, but one of the most important is they are extremely, the way they're structured, they're extremely tax efficient. Um, and so, you know, either the same equivalent mutual fund versus ETF, the ETF is going to be more tax efficient. So uh, that's, we think the industry is moving that way. Josh and I just ha- happen to get ahead of the curve. A lot of, lot of mutual fund to ETF conversions in the years to come. They've already started, but. Yeah, it's, at, at Vanguard, you can actually do it. So if you own the S&P 500 index mutual fund at Vanguard, they will do a conversion for you into their uh, ETF version of that, or earn any of their funds that are index based that have a, an ETF that it tracks the same stocks and it's a non-taxable event. So it is, beginning and you know more and more of these asset management companies are probably headed in that direction especially if you can do a a transfer to the etf and it's not taxable that's that that's sort of a game changer okay so one of the things that uh, so you know the 401k has existed in the united states since 1982 was sort of somebody figured out in the tax code that they could uh, have these retirement plans and so the 401k has been around for quite some time and you know the one for a lot of people it's a really su- successful tool to save for retirement and the reason behind that is because it's automated and so if you think about 
when you work at a company, wherever you work, you, uh, you know, you go set up everything and you set up your, your payroll deduction for your 401k or your retirement plan. And you say, I'm going to take out, let's say 10 or 15% of my paycheck every time I get paid. And the company's going to match me, let's say 3% on that. And that happens, let's say every two weeks when you get paid and you don't have to do anything about it. Money gets taken from your paycheck before it does any, anything else, before they even pay taxes, they send it to the 401k provider and it gets invested automatically. And so the reason that the 401k over time is so successful, it's just like your house. You're paying it in a lot of cases on, on an automated deal where you don't have to do anything, right? And it's, you've, most people have heard this idea of pay yourself first. Um, it works really, really well. And so the idea, the flip side of that for a lot of people out there listening is, okay, I'm going to wait every month to see how much money I have left over and that's what I'm going to save. And we know how the American consumer works, right? They spend every last penny and then right now they're spending more than that. So automate your savings, both your savings and your investments, and you'll be infinitely more successful. Vanguard uh, and Fidelity have both done studies about automated investors versus people that are actively writing a check or sending the money by making a decision every month. And the balance difference is massive. So by paying yourself first, you get used to living without that money. So when I was in corporate America and I was contributing to my 401k, I just kept increasing the amount I contributed every month by a percent until I sort of felt the pain. And then you get used to living there. And so you don't, it, even if you don't have a 401k at work, you can have money automatically sent from your bank. Let's say you bank at Wells Fargo or Bank of America or wherever you bank. You can have it automatically sent to an investment account then it, the, and then it gets automatically invested. So once you get all this automation set up, you can sort of put it on um, cruise control and you don't have to do anything. So uh, it reduces that temptation to spend, which is a, we know is a big one, the American consumer. Um, it reduces also the uh, likelihood that you're going to react to market volatility, right? So a lot of times when you're having to make decisions, you say, oh, I'm not going to write a check for my IRA this month. If it's automated, it just happens, it gets invested, and that volatility works as your friend. 401k volatility is, is your friend, right? As you're getting paid, you like volatility. Uh, same is when automating your investments. Um, the other thing is it just, you're not like spending time. A lot of people get stuck. They like get to that point and they, and they just say, ah, I'm just going to deal with this later. And then they never do. And so it, that it takes that out of, uh, the equation and then it eliminates your wanting to time markets. That's a big one. So uh, I'm telling you, the more you can automate your savings and your investing, the more successful you're going to be as an investor. We have clients that never made much money, uh, but they they saved the, you know a re really high percentage of their income, but they did it on an automated basis and they invested it in stocks over time, and that they let the power of compounding work for them. And it's amazing how much they amass. So automate, automate, automate. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets and how that's affecting your money. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, give us your email, and we will get you on that list. When we come back, we're going to talk about why you should be consolidating your investment accounts, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Casino, the turkeys are getting plucked. <laughs> and you're getting paid. With Indian Head Casino's $78,000 pluck and play giveaway. This is going to be easy. Win your share of $25,000 every Friday and Saturday. This is going to be awesome. If your name is drawn, you could win $750, $950, or even $1,500 in cash. Holy smokes. Start earning entries now, and Indian Head Casino will let you pluck. <laughs> 
And play for cash. Indian Head Casino's $78,000 pluck and play giveaway. Win your share of twenty-five grand every Friday and Saturday. It's another easy way to win big. Unless you're a turkey. Wait a minute. That's one fast turkey. Indian Head Casino, where winners play. Total cash and prices in November. See the Players Club for details. Fall has arrived in Central Oregon, and there's no better time to head outdoors. Locally owned Finn and Fire has everything to get you dialed in on the water and in the woods. If you're a big game hunter, check out the huge assortment of Sitka gear and Mystery Ranch, including the popular Stone Glacier apparel and packs. Protect your feet while keeping them warm and comfortable. Finn and Fire has the best selection of crispy hunting boots in the region, including insulated models for those cold, crisp days ahead. If you need a new hunting or everyday carry knife, our Benchmade case is full and new models arrive every week. And fishing season is still going strong. The Lower Deschutes is open for steelhead. Set up a guided trip with us. Find a new rod or just ask for some good old-fashioned advice. Fin and Fire is Central Oregon's go-to fly fishing store. Fin and Fire, across from Safeway on Highway 97 in Redmond. Or online at finandfire.com. Fin and Fire is a fly shop unlike any other. I, just like you, am a never-ending source of inspired action when it comes to doing what I love, and I so love the Cosmic Depot. I love Cosmic's crystals and stones, its beautiful men's and women's jewelry, and ever-fresh selection of cool gifts. I love all of the incense and candles freshly stocked daily. I love wandering around the Cosmic Depot myself. Cosmic is a third place for me, too. A place to just go and have a little peek around, just like you. I let it show how how much fun I have filling my little shop of freaky and luminous wonder for you to have an experience uniquely cosmic. I handpick things that shine from hand-blown glass marbles to abalone rings to the cutest leg warmers I've seen since the 80s. I find the things that stand out for my standout Cosmic Depot customers. I welcome you to the Cosmic Depot 10 to 6 daily at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. Hi, it's Mike talking with Highline Homes customer Tom. Tom, what brought you to Highline Homes? Our house burned down here, so we rebuilt this house, and we used Highline when we did it. How did the process of rebuilding go for you? I liked everything about it. We're very happy, very excited. We're so happy that Highline Homes was able to help you out. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thanks, Tom. You're very welcome. Check out floor plans, virtual tours, and more right now at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB number 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, right. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. For matters in Idaho, visit CordellCordell.com, 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Uh, so Morningstar, this comes from Morningstar. Uh, they look at um, investment returns of mutual funds or pooled investments versus the dollars that are invested in them, meaning the individual investor money. Um, and over the last decade, the difference between how the fund did and how the average investor did in the fund, in every category, every stock category, uh, the average investor underperformed the fund by 1.7%. But when you look at some of these individual categories, um, in sector funds, they underperform by four and a half percent. Non-traditional equities, so think of like alternatives that some of these advisors are out there selling, uh, underperform by two percent. And that's this is per year, so it's a pretty dramatic uh, difference. And you say to yourself, well, what, wait a minute, why is the person in the fund underperforming the fund? Uh, you think is that the fee? And it's like, no, it's not the fee because the returns of the fund are net of the fees. Those two 
Go ahead. It's it's the behavior of the investors, and so you know Fidelity has has famously done research on um, when Peter Lynch ran the Magellan Fund, he averaged thirteen percent a year, or no, sorry, twenty three percent a year for thirteen years, uh, best mutual fund manager in the history of mutual fund managers. Um, but the average investor in his fund did something sub five percent because it was such a volatile fund. He had he'd have a a huge year where he beat every single mutual fund on the planet, followed by a not a very good year. And so money would pour in after that great year, and then he'd have a bad year and money would pour out. And so, you know, the more volatile the fund, generally the, the worse the individual investor performance in that fund is because of that volatility works against them. So, you know, a lot of what Josh and I do and a lot of financial advisors that are good at what they do is behavior modification, right? Like we, what we do from a, from a, the deliverable investing people's money in indexes is not difficult. I promise you it's not, but making sure they do the right thing when it's really hard is where a lot of our fee is made. I think focusing on those two points of, uh, alternative space, the average investor, retail investors return is actually negative. <laughs> That's a really important point. And then the sector rotation deal, so many people and advisors engaging in that tactical rotation thing are just utterly horrible at timing. And, not advisors, everybody that does it. Yeah, and the whole tactical rotation into sectors do not fall prey to that temptation because anyone trying to sell you on that, I think the data speaks for itself. Well, it sounds great, right? But here's a good example, right? If I said to you, Josh, uh, we're going to have a war in the Middle East, what do you think is going to happen to the price of oil? You'd say it go it's going to go up, and you'd make a trade based on that. But what is that? We're oil's in a bear market. So it literally went the opposite way that you thought it was going to do. So you know, it's just another version. When, when you say tactical trading, it's just another version about, of timing market. What about the pre-recession staples trade that has just gotten utterly destroyed this year and that's the other example that you know showing even if you know the even if you know the events you're not going to be able to successfully tactfully tactfully rotate sectors it's just not a play that you should embark on all right uh this real quick before we talk about accountant consolidation um, it seems to be that the housing supply in the United States, not here in Bend, but the housing supply is starting to normalize. I'm not saying it's normal, but it's starting to normalize. The biggest issue confronting the housing market has been affordability and its impact on both demand and supply. In terms of the latter, perhaps the tide is beginning to turn with a number of active home listings slowly trending higher. This is noticeably different than the previous few, few years when we saw supply falling at this point in the year. With more supply and continued lack of demand, we're also seeing a higher percentage of sellers cutting prices. So 6.8% of sellers nationally are cutting prices, uh, uh, you know, so that's, that's how it's, we've seen quite some time. Okay, Mr. Finelli, drumroll. This is uh, a segment that, you know, we did sort of, we've, we've been doing, I don't know, once a quarter, or maybe twice a quarter. Um, and we realize, we understand the importance of doing what we're going to talk about, con consolidating accounts. Um, but w when we started talking about it, people were like, that's me, that's me, that's me. And so, Josh, explain, when we say consolidating investment accounts, retirement accounts, 401ks, all of your sort of financial life, what the heck do we mean by that? And, and let's talk about it sort of logistically, how we do it, and why it's so dang important. Well, a lot of people out there, especially those that, you know, have, climbed the ladder in corporate America or wherever else, they've got a bunch of different 401ks that they've left in a target date fund or, you know, they're not really keeping track of and they never consolidated or rolled it into their current employer. So, you know, we've watched, we have an example of a client that had 11 or 12 and, you know, I don't know what he ended up actually doing, but uh, it, every, I saw a great example of this recently and uh, she had been at three different employers over the last 10 or 15 years and you know, had pretty significant balances that she'd left in those plans and just sort of left on autopilot. And they really hadn't been appropriately invested over that time horizon. And so when we talk about it, we're talking about combining accounts with like registration. So, you know, if you have pre-tax uh, 401ks or pre-tax IRAs that are just sitting in these disparate places and you haven't really paid attention to them, you don't know what you actually own there, you want to consol uh, consolidate those accounts that have like registration that can be consolidated. Whether, you know, in a lot of cases people have multiple brokerage accounts, they have maybe some 
uh, stock that they got as part of an employee stock purchase plan that's sitting in a, a taxable account, and then they have maybe a little brokerage account at E-Trade, and then they've got their main taxable account, or maybe they have a savings account that hasn't really actually been monetized, meaning that you know it's just sitting there making four-tenths of a percent in interest. Uh, you can consolidate all those things and move them in kind and uh, significantly reduce the administrative burden on your own life of trying to keep track of all these statements. You know, you maybe get eight or ten in the mail every quarter. This is what we're talking about. But also, not only your own life, but it, it, let's say you're older, the executor of your state. So let's say somebody needs to take over your finances while you're still alive or after you die. If you have accounts and money scattered all over the place, it is a logistical nightmare for that person. If it's all in one place with either a financial advisor or like uh, Charles Schwab, it makes that person's life so much easier. And so there's when Josh and I talk about con this consolidation, like we literally will, will see people that, like Josh said, that'll have five IRAs when that could be one account. They'll have five IRA accounts when it could be one IRA account. And they so, think diversification is having five IRAs. I mean, that's what people equate it to. Yeah, and so uh, what Josh and I tell people is like, you can do this one of two ways, this account consolidation. You can hire a registered investment advisory, fiduciary firm like ours, uh, and, and say, here are all my statements, here's all my sort of financial life, help me consolidate this. And in, in a firm like ours, you know, I, I, I want to say we'll do it, but our staff will do all the work to consolidate all of those accounts in one place. You'll have one login. You're, you know, you'll reduce your fees. Your asset allocation will be much easier. All that stuff. Uh, you know, you can say this money's for college. This money's for a house. This money's for retirement. It, it makes sort of all of it much easier to see. Uh, and, you know, in our case, when we have people, sometimes we actually have separate accounts where we label them differently, uh, but it's all in one place for them to see. Um, or you can do it yourself by and, and you know Schwab and Fidelity the big custodians they're used to doing the same thing but you know it makes your life immensely easier they're, like Josh brought up the, the point and it's a good one people think by having like money at the financial advisor and money at Schwab and money at Fidelity you're being that's like you diversifying it's such a waste of time and such a nonsensical thing that people do that you're not diversifying there's no like that's not an eggs in one bag that's just you're just wasting time and wasting money and doing yourself a huge disfavor because because you're not your asset allocation isn't as good. The other thing I'll say is when you think about having a bunch of retirement plans like 401ks or, uh, or group plans out there, most of the time the investments in a 401k aren't very good. I worked in the investment business for big fund companies and you know this is the business we are in and the investment choices in our 401ks were crap and that's true for a lot of you out there listening. So if you've separated from service there's no reason to have money in that plan. Consolidate it when you consolidate it either to an advisor or a, a big custodian, you have unlimited investment choices. You can invest it anywhere uh, you want in the most appropriate investments for you. So consolidation saves money and fees, helps your asset allocation, helps you just keep track of everything if, if your words start coming out backwards. And then the executor of your estate, when you're either alive and can't do it or when you pass away, it makes that person's life so much easier. Uh, you know, we're, I'm going through this with my in-laws. Trying to explain to them why it's so important, and then I confer us at all kitchen and eggs in all one basket, and it's like, no, that's not that's not the right answer. But you know how in laws are. All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, we can talk about this. Uh, give us a call eight seven seven six seven zero seven one one seven, or send us an email by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, one last segment of emails, so be sure to stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in our 16th season in Central Oregon. The Kaplan Duo, Friday, December 15th, brought to you by German Master Tech. 
Kaplan duo, made up of one of the leading violinists of his generation, Mark Kaplan, and Yamaha artist David Kaplan, this father-son duo has concertized and performed in numerous chamber music series throughout the country. The Kaplan duo concert is brought to you by Three Graces and Company and takes place Friday, December 15th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Visit HighDesertChamberMusic.com for details and ticket information. Title sponsors include German Master Tech, Miller Lumber, Hayden Homes, Pine Tavern, True Family Dentistry, Three Graces and Company, Cascade A&E, Central Oregon Daily, and Combined Communications. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Hiya, this is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I went ahead and stirred it up again. You been in? I took my little building and I shook it all about and guess what came out? A whole new floor plan and a new display of 120 incense by the stick flavors to enchant your sniffing palate. From aphrodisia to zen and three varieties of dragon's blood in between. We have a smell to suit your sniffer. Oh, and I added 30 more oils to make our selection a fabulous 100 fragrance and essential oils available at the Cosmic Depot. Did I mention we can make those into room sprays for you? Custom with our huge selection. Cosmic is unique in the state of Oregon offering you that sweet smelling service. Located at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend, the Cosmic Depot is open daily from 10 to 6 for your shopping enjoyment. Brought to you by the Society of Real People, retailing for and by real people, member of the human race. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. Hi, this is Clark with Prestige. At Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we know the holidays can be a stressful time for those caring for aging loved ones. It's why we have a free resource page on our website with valuable information and support for caregivers. There are blogs, guides, webinars, and more touching on topics that range from memory loss to fall prevention to mental health and much more. Courtesy of Prestige Senior Living High Desert, it's available at prestigecanhelp.com. That's prestigecanhelp.com. Your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If everybody's traveling for Thanksgiving, make sure you are out there and safe. Uh, so this, I'm looking at a chart uh, um, that's comes from Goldman Sachs Investment Research, and it's all of the mortgages that exist in the United States. And the, on this chart, when it came out, um, the average, the current rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was 7.63%. Um, and what's funny about this, it shows all of the mortgages and where they are in terms of the interest rate we're paying or, or that the average is paying. And um, something like 80% of the mortgages are under 3.85%, which obviously, you know, uh, oh, in the average, so 80% of them, but the average uh, mortgage in the U.S. is 3.6%, which is obviously four percentage points below where the current market rates are. And that is in that is in itself the problem in the housing market right now, obviously, is that, you know, if you have a mortgage, let's say some people have mortgages sub 3%, how are you going to trade up? How are you going to change 
to a house, you know, we, I, we talked to some realtors who were talking about the mortgage on a $750,000 house and, and what that mortgage rate is. And that house used to be a million five, not so long ago. So, you know, that is going to have very material impacts to the housing market. There's, there's two things that are, that can happen, right? Interest rates have to go down substantially to make the housing market affordable, or the prices of houses have to go down. Um, Josh and I happen to be in the camp that we think the latter is going to happen, well, that, uh, but time will tell. Totally empathize with that desperation of not really being on the ladder and feeling like it—you know—you're never going to get a chance to get on the housing market ladder. Yeah, and that—that—that's painful. But you just look at how many baby boomers are out there that most per, their biggest asset and most of their wealth is tied up in their house, and you know. But they don't care about mortgage rates because they own their houses. Yeah, but I mean, they're—they're. They're, entering a phase of life where a lot of them are going to need to create liquidity. So I just, you know, it feels like a couple of years when you're waiting to get on the ladder is might as well be a lifetime. But uh, the trend into the future bodes positively, I think, for a lot of people out there that aren't participating. Yeah, because the one thing that's crazy to me is like where rates are right now in the mortgage market isn't abnormal. This is much more normal than where they were. And so like when I bought my first house, I think mortgage rates were quite similar to where they are now in the early 2000s. Like I think I probably paid seven and a quarter, seven and a half percent for my house, first house. And I didn't think of it as being crazy high, but <laughs> there's the thought out there that it is crazy high. And the reason for that is because when you apply it to the average house price, it is, it's a problem. It's unaffordable. And, and so what's going to, what's going to crack Are rates going to come down substantially or house prices. One of them is going to have to come down. Um, one of the things before we tackle some email questions that I want to make sure we bring up uh, every once in a while on the show is uh, this thing called liquidity in, in your investment portfolio. So Josh and I do a lot of free retirement reviews. We look at a lot of accounts. We look at what a lot of financial advisors are out there selling. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they're selling a lot of these uh, securities that don't have liquidity. Or if there is liquidity in the security, it's at, on pennies on the dollar. So non-traded REITs, BDCs, uh, some of this hard money lending stuff. Um, in your investments, you should value liquidity above almost anything. And so a lot of you out there have these investments and you're like, these things are working great. These things that don't have liquidity work great until they don't, and then they can literally go to zero. So I'm not worried the S&P is going to go to zero. I, if I owned non-traded REIT, a business development company, or a hard money lending, I would worry I was not, I was not going to get my money back. Like I would get zero back. Um, so liquidity can be, uh, you know, lack of liquidity can be, it can work great until it doesn't, and then it can be an absolute disaster. So Josh and I and our investments that we make with our clients' money and our own money, we value liquidity above almost everything else, meaning the ability to know what we're going to get from a price perspective at any given moment, and we can get it very easily in the publicly traded market. So like, if we need to create liquidity in accounts, we know we can sell something. We know what that price is going to be. A lot of these other securities out there, you know, they list some arbitrary number on a statement, like $10 a share, you go to sell it and you get a dollar a share. And so uh, that's why you need to value liquidity. All right. We got an email from Cheryl. Cheryl says, I'm 65 and plan on working until 70 to get the maximum Social Security benefit. I have a 401k worth about 290000 How do I determine the maximum monthly payment I should take while being somewhat certain that it will last until I'm 90? Our family has a history of longevity, typically early living to the early 90s. So what I think Cheryl is talking about is um, how much she can take from that pile of money in her 401k, the $290,000. And we talked about this earlier in the show. If you ask Dave Ramsey, he'll tell you 8%. That's very, very irresponsible. So Cheryl, um, the longer you wait to take it, the more you can take, right? Because you're closer to the uh, inevitability uh, that is life, right? Death and taxes. Uh, and so, you know, if, if you started taking money from your 401k pile now and it was invested appropriately in, let's say, 65% stocks, 35% bonds, and in the right securities, you could take 4.5% of that pile of money and adjust your withdrawal rate up for whatever the inflation rate is every year. And statistically, that money is going to last you to 90. So there's no hard rule. Where that information comes from is a guy named Bill Bangin, who worked at MIT for a long time, then became a financial advisor. He said, I want to know what the ideal withdrawal rate from a portfolio is. Uh, and so what he did is he ran regression analysis on the market going back to 1900. So it included the Great Depression. And he said, this portfolio, how long will it last in all these different scenarios? And that's where he came up with that 4.5%. If you wait 
wait till you're 70. Obviously, statistically, you're closer to dying. So the money doesn't need to last as long. You can probably bump that up closer to 5%. Uh, This email comes from Mark W. Several years ago, my wife inherited an IRA when her mother died. Her banker suggested rolling the IRA into an annuity with an insurance company. The company is difficult to deal with and not forthcoming about how the annuity is invested. She wants to convert the IRA into a certificate of deposit so it's FDIC insured. What are the tax consequences of doing it? Well, Mark, the good news is as long as she keeps it into an IRA, in an IRA, uh, and moves it from the annuity to the CDs, it's not a taxable event. If she sells the annuity, I mean, if she gets moves the money outside of the IRA, it becomes a taxable account. So, you know, the good news is for all of you out there that are listening that own an annuity if you own it in an IRA, you can get it out of the annuity with no tax consequences. Now, if you own the annuity outside of the IRA, you're going to pay ordinary income tax on the gain. And so that's why annuities are sort of another uh, tax bomb is they're just not treated very friendly. But Mark, in, in your wife's case, she can move that money uh, to CDs, but just make sure it stays in the IRA wrapper. That's what keeps it from a non-taxable event. Mark, I would tell you, though, that she probably is in the stage where she needs to be taking distribution. So I would check on that depending on how old your mother's, uh, your wife's, yeah, sorry, Freudian slipped. Your wife's mother was at the time of death. All right, that is our show for this week. Remember to buy low, sell high. We'll see you back here next week. Actually, just Josh will be here. So I'll see you in two weeks. to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.